As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Hey, Studio DNA fans. I'm Chad, a new podcast host here on the network. I'd like to invite you to check out my new show called Hot Takeout, where I mix together some of my favorite things, fast food and musical artists. When you listen, you'll get that feeling you have when you get an onion ring in the bottom of your French fries. It's a win. We'll dig deep with the artists. We'll find out what inspires them and what foods they have to stay away from. And we're also playing fast food games, which will also make sense when you listen. So check out the Hot Takeout podcast streaming right now here on the Studio DNA podcast network live from a bunker in the heart of the ozarks a podcast that would prefer a diamond encrusted luxo jr thank you very much it's sifpa get adam sandler on that right away yeah well yeah (laughs) <laughs> Welcome to Sif Pop Weekly. We're streaming live most weekends or available to download later in your podcast feed. Unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons get perks. Patrons get those perks. Woo! I'm your host, Aaron Dicer, and he's the Eddie to my Milo. It's my co-host, Andrew Ormsby. Ahoy! Each week, we'll chat about movies, television, and whatever else from the pop culture universe is on our minds. Meh. How you doing, Eddie? I'm good. <laughs> Meh. Meh. I am. Uh, between that two relationship, I am definitely the curmudgeon Eddie. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, th- I thought that was right. No, yo, you you nailed it. Yeah, I, th- I figured I was the Milo yeah. and you were the Eddie. Yeah, you're black. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, no. I've got a little bit of soul in me. Yeah, a little bit of soul in me. Apparently, I, you I'm had dreads black. and everything, and you never even told I me. I did, but now that you're conjoining it with this idea of being a person of color, I feel very uncomfortable. I have to be honest. Oh. I feel like we're getting into appropriation uh, area. here. Here, and now I'm now I'm feeling self-conscious. Well, hey, Vikings had dreads. That's see, that's I, it was a Viking thing. Yeah, you know, honestly, when you're when you're finding your own sense of style, right, and mm-hmm. who you are, those things come from so many different cultures and sources. And yeah. black culture absolutely 100 influenced my sense of who I am. Um, you know, my sense of style, all that kind of stuff. Well, so I think that's that's fair, right? Yeah, like okay. The '90s, especially, yeah, it was. Just, I was a hip hop kid, man. Like exactly. you know, it was it was a big part of growing up. So I think we just kind of look at it through different eyes now, and we want to be careful, 
you know not to claim it exactly that's what it is right yeah so i'm just trying to listen and learn that's really that's who i'm trying to be yeah uh 100 so i'm just every single time i look at you now i just imagine you with the coolio you remember how coolio had the really weird uh-huh. ones that it looked like tree barks just go or tree trunks going yeah. everywhere yeah i just that's what i imagine but i know that's not what it no, was that is not what it was they more they were more like uh waves hanging off the the side it was almost like a a dread part Man, a parting of I the, need pictures. I've got pictures. I, got I can see. show you pictures. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're going to have a great show today. We're doing yes. a threefer today. Oof. Three movies to get through on Sif Pop today. Uh, we're going to do Marriage Story. We're going to do the new Jumanji movie, Welcome to the Next Level. And then we're going to talk further on Uncut Gems. Although yes. I couldn't stop Andrew last week from going into all his thoughts on Uncut Gems. Well, so we he, may not be a lot more to say. Here's the thing. <laughs> I didn't get to talk much last week because I hadn't seen like 90% of the movies. Right, right, so right. Yeah. When, I, when there was one I had seen, I was like, I know this. Here are I've all my things. This. Yes. Yeah. So I tell you what, what we'll do is we'll do, I do want to. A, a sif spoil on uncut gems yeah so we will touch on it briefly for our third movie during the episode proper and yeah. then we'll go a little more in depth in the spoiler so if you've seen uncut gems we'll do a sif spoil on that for you anybody's seen uncut gems that'll show up in your feed it doesn't um, come out till christmas that's true that's yeah. a good point why are we talking about it now i thought it was out i thought people were watching this Oh, all right. Well, you can hold on to that until you can see it. That's yeah. this time of year, man. I, I get it's it's uh, like obviously a place of, you know, privilege here. I, I see these movies before they're out and then I, yeah. I don't realize like I don't think I don't know. It's hard for me to keep track of when everybody else gets a chance to see him. Oh, yeah, totally. So, yeah. yeah. Well, anyways. At the, regardless, we would have needed to talk about it anyway. Yeah. So. And we'll do some buried treasure at the end as well. But pretty much it'll be just reviews today. Yes. Um, you want to kick us off with some Do We Care? Every single week, I scour the internet to find out what is going on in the entertainment world. I pick three topics for us to discuss, and we must decide, do we care or not. Number one, Wise and Benioff are going to adapt the Vertigo comic series Lovecraft, which brings the work of HP to life. Okay, the sense I get from you is that you are increasingly not a Weiss and Benioff fan. Like, you are increasingly suspect of their ability. Suspect is the perfect... Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, and I, and I, I mean, I, I don't know. I tend to give people the benefit of the doubt, so it's it's hard for me to say. But I, I can see why people start to feel that way. Yeah. It's interesting. The Star Wars thing is no longer happening with them. That's been announced that they've kind of parted ways on any kind of Star Wars yeah. property. Uh, so tell me about this one. I, I don't know anything. Is this for Netflix? Because then they sign a big Netflix deal. Uh, they did. I don't know if that's what this is for. I Actually, I think this is going to HBO as well. If I remember the article correctly, yeah. Uh, basically, what this is, it's Vertigo comic, which is based, of course, on H.P. Lovecraft, the Godfather of horror right. and everything. Uh, and basically, what this series is about is if H.P. lived in the world he created. So, like Cthulhu, all of his, you know, creations, he lives in that world. So, it's good comic series. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm not on the whole uh, boycott D&D train or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but cautious, I definitely would say, or skeptic, you know, 
hesitant. Yeah. Nervous. So, but are you interested in this property? Oh, absolutely. Okay, so you'll probably watch it. And oh, then you'll just 100%. Be like, yeah, Weiss I'll and Benioff, it. you ruined another thing I love. Here's or the thing. you'll be like, Weiss and Benioff, you geniuses, I should have never doubted you. Here's the thing. Um, as differing from Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones isn't a finished property where they had to, you know, make stuff mm, up. Yeah. This is a finished property, so... They can. They have all the material they need. So adaptation is the the game, not necessarily invention. Exactly. And, they, and they've shown they can at least maintain interesting adaptation. You know those yeah. those Game of Thrones seasons that were like working one through off, four. Yeah, whatever. that were working off the material. Were yeah, definitely interesting. So yeah. But then it's a question of how much of that is the content itself, and how much of that is them. And I'm not sure I know the answer to that question. I'm not sure I'll watch this. I'm not necessarily interested in this property. Um, you're not it, a horror guy, and HP is totally like straight correct. Up horror. But I'm also not a Watchmen guy, and I now think this is one of the top three shows ever invented. So, like, wow, you know, your love for that sh- the show it just keeps keep, going up. Yeah, every episode, I'm blown away even more. I cannot wait for the finale tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. By the time you hear this, the finale will be upon us, and uh, if whew, man, if Lindelof <laughs> sticks the landing, it will be a, a top three uh, show of all time for me. That's impressive, man. Yeah, I'm I'm loving it so much. So I say that to say, if you produce good work or work that appeals, you know, to me, yeah, then I'm gonna love it, and it doesn't necessarily matter the where it comes from. So we'll totally. see. Yep. Number two. Number two. Archie Yates, who plays Jojo Rabbit's friend Yorkie, it stole the show in Jojo yeah, Rabbit. He really did. Will be our next Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> our next Macaulay Culkin. Yes, and or, Kevin McAllister. Our next Kevin McAllister, because no. those are two different things. Yeah. One I wish upon him. One I don't. Yeah. Macaulay's been through a lot, man. He has. He's, he's doing okay, right? Like he's in success. Isn't that Macaulay yeah, in has, succession? And am I thinking of somebody else? That's his brother. That's his brother. That's Kieran. Yeah, Kieran. Kieran. That's Kieran, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Kieran Culkin. Uh, Macaulay Culkin has a web series now. Okay, he's doing okay though, right? Like, he's, oh yeah. I know for a while it was. It was pretty rough. I mean, right. he's the most famous child actor of all time. It's interesting. Besides, I don't know, would Shirley Temple? It's Shirley Temple, I think, is who you would have to go yeah, to okay. if you're going to go all time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, but Archie Yates is going to be our new Kevin McAllister in the because Disney already said they're going to remake Home Alone. Mm-hmm. And, of course they are. Yeah, it's a property. Yes, <laughs> that they own. Yeah. Um, this Milk is, that cow, Disney. Milk y- it. Yes, there isn't a. Uh, there is. This is not my uh, buried treasure, but there's a new Netflix series. Uh, it's called uh, "The Movies That Made Us." Have you been, Have you seen? I this haven't. Film? Yeah, it's a new like documentary series about like all. I, think our, I heard of it though. Yeah, all our famous uh, movies from our childhood and stuff mm-hmm. like, and the behind the scenes of how the movie got made. And the first one I watched was Home Alone, and the. A roller coaster of production nightmares that that movie went through. Oh yeah, is fascinating. Lots of people getting irons in the face and yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. So okay. So let's talk about that for just a possible. You know what this movie is going to entail. And by the way, they announced alone. more casting than just this role. Did they? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I think they announced three cast members. I, I'd have to look it up. I do not have it in front of me. But, they got uh, the Wet Bandits <laughs> I think. Cast. Yeah, I think so. I'm yeah. not sure. I'll take a look at it. But go ahead and talk about what you were saying. So um, what I'm curious about is, obviously, you know, it's infamous now, like, all of the uh, traps that uh, uh, Kevin McAllister set would have 
killed these two burglars a thousand oh, times yeah, over. totally. Yes. Like the paint cans to the face, like, would have crushed their skulls and stuff like that. What do you think, uh, do you think they're going to keep up with that whole, like, immortal uh, bandit thing? Or do you think that they're going I to think, tame it down? Um, I, th- I think... I think Disney doesn't really have a problem with Looney Tunes violence. I I, I see it in other of their properties. Um, so I I I think it, it almost takes the edge off the violence in a way when you do it Looney Tunes style like yeah. that, right? Mm-hmm. So you know it's bloodless. It's just you know it's high, it's high impact. It's you know uh, it's meant for humor, yeah. not necessarily for um, grossness or shock. Uh, so yeah, I I absolutely think that he will murder. <laughs> them with it's two things right two things the extreme looney tunes violence yes and the rube goldbergian traps right yes this is home alone this is what you bring to us if yeah. the, if you want to have a successful home alone property nail those things and we're gonna have a good time do you think that like in the beginning of the movie like to set a precedent they're gonna have uh, this uh, archie yates building a rube goldberg machine you know just to sure just like, oh, yeah, so he knows what he's doing already. Oh, I see. You mean just like a regular like fun. Like a regular or, fun yeah. thing that he's doing, you know? Yeah, like the, brec- like, the breakfast like, machine. And, I was literally know. just about to say, to, oh, this whole thing, just to pour a box of cereal into right. a cup. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, they also cast Ellie Kemper, uh, who you may know from The Office first, and then... Yes, now um, is, uh, Girl in the Lit hole in the Schmidt. ground. Yeah, Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Girl with from the hole in the ground. <laughs> Girl in the hole in the ground. Yeah. Uh, and then they also cast Rob Delaney, who I really like. Uh, really? Who's, yeah, who's very funny. So Rob Delaney's great. Yeah. So those are those are the casts that have been announced uh, for Home Alone. Um, but yeah, they're looking at several of these franchises to do Night at the Museum. They're thinking about bringing back Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Uh, now, you actually really loved Night at the Museum. I did. Yeah, so, I do. Do you think that we're separated enough from that property to where it needs to be brought back, or do well, you think we again need to- needs what needs? None of these need to be brought back, but I think people. That's very true. I think if people and again make a good product, people are going to come to it. Yeah, that's how I feel. Number three. Number three. John Wick Four and The Matrix Four, <laughs> right, are both scheduled to come out on the same day. Uh huh. May twenty first, twenty one. So. Keanu gonna be a busy boy. Uh, one of these will will flinch, right? This is a game of chicken. They're not gonna release two major Keanu Reeves movies on the same day. It's not know, happening. I already know which one's gonna flinch. Who, which one's gonna flinch? John Wick. That's what I think too. Yeah. It's the even though Ma- it's weird because Matrix hasn't been a, around for a long but that's time. Why? That's okay. why because we're so we're we're we've had unlike, plenty of John Wick. We've had a lot of John Wick over okay. like the last what five years something like that. Right. Whereas the Matrix, the last one came out in two thousand five four two thousand four yeah. something like that. So yeah. yeah, we're coming up. It's gonna be what sixteen years almost. I'm bad with math. Somebody help me out. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, and it's a reprisal of one of the most infamous action sci-fi series of all time where i don't think you can say the same thing about john wick where it it's not rebirthing it's just what we've already had just done really well yeah i'm i'm really curious about the matrix property i hope uh i hope it's i hope it's done really well yeah because i I love that world keanu's coming back carrie ann moss is coming back um you know what's in you know what's interesting though with the matrix and by the way the the 
both the sequels came out the same year, 2003. Uh, one came out in May and one came I rem- out in November. I remember the trailer, yeah. f- which you probably don't remember. <laughs> no. The trailer... No. Although uh, I was watching trailers back then. Yeah. The trailer was for both movies. Oh. Yeah. I remember feeling like... Just, just release them at the same time. I remember feeling like, you know... Uh, that I I didn't understand the gap, but it's been a long time. Again, that's 16 years ago. So Um, to fully understand the matrix story, apparently you have to watch the first movie, watch animatrix, watch the second movie, play the PlayStation video game, (laughs) and then watch the final movie. And that's the, I think the video game was on uh, Nintendo system too. Cause I remember I thought I had it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's one of those things where I was going with this was the matrix already kind of disappointed us. So what's kind of nice about this is our expectations don't have to be, you know, like every toy story movie that comes out, I'm like, Oh, don't ruin the streak. Yeah. Somehow you made four amazing movies. Yeah. You know, in this case we already had our down movies. So, you know, it, it could be amazing and maybe not, but I'm excited to see where they go uh, i i just can't get enough of keanu on uh, honestly out of these movies the one i'm most excited for is neither of them i really want to see bill and ted <laughs> that's the keanu movie that's at the top of my they should whoever's producing bill and ted should have announced the same release date oh, just just man. as a just make it sound serious but just do it as a joke or whatever then change it because you can change those things at any time you know what and i'm gonna stick with this i think that if they did that, like they had all three movies. I think Bill and Ted would actually be the one to make like the biggest. Do you think so? I really do. Well, I mean, I, I, it, it could be a, a fun contest anyway. They don't have to come out on the same day to think about you know which one makes the most money. But yeah, um, no, I think I think if they if they market that Matrix movie like I think they're going to, yeah. I, I think the Matrix movie is going to make more money than either of the other two. Yeah. But I could be completely wrong. It is yeah. Keanu's world. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. We're just living in it. Whoa. Whoa, man. Hey, that's going to wrap it up for Do We Care. Very nice. Uh, we got some movies to review, Andrew. A couple. Uh, let's kick <laughs> it off uh, talking about Marriage Story. What I love about Nicole, she is a mother who plays, really plays. What I love about Charlie, he loves being a dad. He loves all the things you're supposed to hate, like waking up at night. She knows when to push me and when to leave me alone. He never lets other people keep him from what he wants to do. Dad, you're too far. I know. It's not easy for her to close a cabinet. He's incredibly neat. She's brave. He's brilliant. He's very competitive. So I'll tell Charlie what's happening, and Cassie, you then hand him the envelope. I just get nervous. Can you unserve? What do you mean, like take it back? Charlie and I are getting a divorce, Mom. You can't be friends with him anymore. A stage director and his actor wife struggle through a grueling coast-to-coast divorce that pushes them to their personal and creative extremes. That's a nice way to say it. Yeah. Uh, Noah Baumbach bringing us Marriage Story, who I think has been on a pretty good streak. I've really enjoyed his movies I mean, recently. Yeah, um, We can take a look at those. Uh, you've got Scarlett Johansson here. You've got Adam Driver. Uh, what did you think? Did you like it? Dislike it? Uh, hate it? It was just okay? Love it? I think I named them all. You did. Like it, love it, hate it, just okay. Yeah. I love this, man. This movie is good. I'm right there with you. Yeah. Uh, absolutely love this movie. Yeah. Uh, this will be in my top five of the year. Yeah, it is me too. I think it's number three 
you're yeah. at number four right now. Yeah, I think I, I've got it at three or four right now. And the only really pending thing I can see upending it is, you know, Star Wars. If that's amazing, possibly yeah. could land in my top five. But uh, but man, this movie's good. What did you love about it? Because I talked about it just briefly last yeah. week. But tell me tell me your thoughts on uh, Marriage Story. Um. From beginning to end, I, I, I should preface by saying I am not a child of divorce, nor have I really, you know, had to deal with anything like that. This is, until, this is a great point. Until this movie, because right. this movie makes me feel like I just went through a divorce. Right. Thank yeah. you. Yes. Uh, I I think that is very good for us to say. Neither, neither one of us are children of divorce. Yes. Uh, my parents are still together. Um, both my parents' parents lived long married lives. My yeah. wife's parents have lived a long married life. Um, none of our siblings have been, div- like, uh, none of my siblings have been divorced. Yeah. So I am very unfamiliar with this process yeah. until watching this movie. Yeah. And man, this is, what's incredible about this movie for me is the pain that's in this movie is almost beautiful. And what I mean by that is the pain is very representative of the depth of love. And that's what's weird here is this is a love story. It really, I've heard people say this isn't a marriage story. It's a divorce story. And I get that because it is a divorce story. But at the same time, they had a real loving deep marriage and when they decided not to be married anymore they were trying desperately not to let it destroy them and the entire system is designed to destroy them yeah and it's just that's the villain in this movie right the system is the yeah, villain it's a commentary on the system this yeah. movie and what it does to you because i don't think it's spoilers to say that in the beginning of the movie they want this to go amicably you know just mm-hmm. to you know Hey, we don't really need lawyers. We can do this. But by the end of it, you know, just by hearsay, speculation, everything that, like you say, the system builds around you, uh, it just what it does to these people, like, it just, it's soul crushing. Yeah. And it's exhausting. Even yeah. watching this movie, it, it, it exhausts you just like because of the amount of stress that you see these people going through. Yeah. Can we talk about performances? Because that's the other thing that, that launches it up there for me. And I think it's what sells the movie. Yeah. But yes, please talk about the performances. I mean, Scarlett Johansson's working on another level, which I don't think I've seen mm-hmm. her. I don't think she's ever. She does great work. Yeah. But this is, this this is, is a some new of the level. most human work. I've, like some of her great work is. <laughs> In movies where she's not human, <laughs> like literally yeah. not human. Her. <laughs> yeah, her. Yeah. Or um, what's the the really crazy one where she walks in the wall? I can't remember what it's called. Um, oh, the naked alien movie. <laughs> the naked alien movie, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, but this one, she is so human and it's so real and authentic. Yeah, she's doing great yeah. work. And Adam Driver, man. There's a scene, and I think you alluded to this I last week. I did. The scene. The scene. The scene in this movie. it's just the meltdown. And, I mean, he's like, give me my Oscar! <laughs> <laughs> now, let me ask you this. I know you're a huge Joker fan, and we're both fans of Joaquin's performance. Yes. Is there a possibility you think uh, Adam Driver is doing better work than Joaquin did in the Joker, even? No. I mean, and they're very different, right? They're very different. I think I tend to agree with you, by the way. I think Joaquin is doing something even more difficult yes. than Adam's doing here. But 
I don't want that to sound like I'm just brushing aside what Adam Driver. No, of course not. Because I was just curious. Honestly, like any, we say this every single time, any other year, you know, any (laughs) other year, if if, if this guy hadn't done what he did or if this girl hadn't done what she did, you know, then yeah, he would be a shoe in. He's got to get a nomination though. Oh, for sure. I mean, I don't think, I don't think that's in question. It's insane how good they both are in this. Both of them have got to get nominations everything about this movie deserves nominations honestly uh i was very impressed by yeah. their performances i bought in i was weeping during yes. a, a few scenes in this movie um two specifically the scene that in question the meltdown yeah uh and then the, the end of this movie where um, they're reading the something? reading yeah yes is just and again I, I think I've said this often. It was something I was uh, taught by uh, one of the first per- people to kind of get me into watching movies and how to watch them and how to you know think about them deeper. But they said that if you want to know what a movie is about and you want to know what the director wants you to feel or think about their movie, be very pay very close attention to how they end their movie. Yeah. And I think you're seeing what Noah Baumbach wants this movie to be with that bedroom reading scene. Yeah. And it is... Boy, it's beautiful. Heart-wrenchingly beautiful. Yeah. Uh, Also, uh, from the movies that I've seen that have dealt with divorce, a lot of it uh, comes from the perspective of the child, Mm -hmm. whereas this one really is about how, you know, the parents are affected by what they think will affect the child, if Mm -hmm. that makes sense. Sure. Um, And the child has a journey here. It's not as if the child is forgotten. Exactly. But but it's not the center of our perspective. It's the marriage story, not the family story. It's the marriage story. Correct. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. This movie is good. I I think it's interesting, too, because it's so focused on the marriage and not necessarily the perspective of the child. You see how the child is used in this system as well. And that's, I mean, it's perverse. Like, it's just the the idea of... Oh, you mean like how the system treats the child like an asset as opposed to a person. And I know this intellectually, when I think about it, I know that's how divorce can go. But seeing it and seeing it so realistic and seeing, uh, you know, Alan Alda and uh, Ray Liotta and Laura Dern Dern play these lawyers and you're just like, oh, man, what awful people. And at the same time, they're just doing their, like, that's their job is to be awful. I will say... I it's heartbreaking. Say, it is heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. I did, but I couldn't help but smile every single time Alan Alda was on scene, the screen, because he's there's just a moment. Such- there's a moment he orders lunch, and in ordering lunch is the most mundane thing you could think of. Yeah, and yet it's so meaningful to what the movie is saying in that moment about this is their entire world. And he wants to know what roast beef sandwich you want. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, I, I just think this movie is genius, and I think it must have come from a very personal place. Yeah, I am very Bombeck. curious to see where Noah drew from. Did he write this as well, or is yeah. this just okay? So, uh, just a guessing here, but if he is not a child, or you know, well, he's it, been it, through two very public divorces has he yeah okay so i was gonna say if he wasn't familiar but he obviously is then this is beyond impressive but since he is familiar with it i think that is why he's able to yes. make this so real. i think so too i think 
it's I, I kind of don't like this. I'll put it out there because I know it's part of the discussion. Um, and obviously he's dealing in a very you know personal way with these things. So he's kind of putting it out there, too. Yeah. But people are trying to guess, oh, which part of this couple is him and Jennifer Jason Lee? Yeah. Which part of this couple is him and Greta Gerwig? You know, like they're there. So there's that game. They're kind of that meta game going on yeah. where people are like, oh, I wonder if this is a story from his actual you know, marriage. I don't think it matters. I just think you look at the story on screen for what it is and, yeah. and go that route. Uh, another pro I have for this movie, because I really don't think I have much of cons. There aren't many, are there? Yeah. No. Um, I love that this movie isn't fully on one person's side. Now, there are people who will disagree with you. I th- Okay. I th- personally, I agree. I, I agree with you. Yeah. But Person, I've definitely heard yeah, person, people, person, people say yeah. both sides, actually. Person, or personally, I, I tend to lean more one way than the other and, quote-unquote, blame somebody. Right. Um, but there's also moments where I'm like, okay, yeah, but that didn't help, you know? Yeah. Uh, so... But yeah, I do lean more one way. I I don't. I really, I really honestly don't. And <clears throat> I guess I'll get personal just for a second. Not too personal, although I'm kind of an open book on a lot of this stuff. But I don't lean one way or the other simply because I lean the way of man. I wish they could work this out. Like I, yeah. I, I like, oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. there's this thing in me that's like you you. <sighs> This is really hard to talk about because you can start talking about it and sound judgmental towards other people's relationships, what other people, the very real and authentic trauma that other people have gone through. You don't want to come across as like you didn't try hard enough. Exactly. That's not what I'm saying. But I know in my own personal life where my, where my priority and my, my, you know, gumption is and I, then I compare myself to what they're going through. Yeah. And when I look at them and I go, okay, who had, who had... Who is more right than wrong? Yeah. I go, you're both wrong. You're, you're yeah. both wrong. You both did some really stupid things. And you're also maybe both, and this is where it starts to get a little judgy, and I apologize. You're also maybe both wrong for not continuing to give grace and try yeah. to find solutions. And so, like, that's my journey that I go through yeah. when I when I watch it. So, yeah. It's, it's just one of those things where you have a story like this. You can't help but put yourself in it and ask yourself what you would do in this situation. Correct. And yeah. I think that that's more, I, sh- I shouldn't say more prevalent, but it's something for people like us who haven't gone through it that we are trying to understand. So we just put ourselves in that situation and are like, well, what would I have done? Well, what would I have done? Yeah. And I'm sure that there are people who have gone through this and they're like, yep, I, I know exactly what that's like. I know exactly what that's like. And oh, I know yeah. what they're feeling, you know. I know. And this, this is a testament to a good film too, right? Yes. That, that many people with many different perspectives can come to it, see their own story, see a different version of the world, and then have great discussions about it. I just, I this opens up so many avenues to really think about humanity and relationships and what it means. And there's actually a a very powerful line in this movie that I 100% disagree with. I almost consider it kind of what's keeping me from a plus range just because I really? disagree with it so much. Um, but it's, but that's just going to be part of it, right? Can you and, say it without it being spoiler? Um, I don't know that it's spoilerish. I do know it opens up a can of worms that I don't want to be taken out of context. Sure. And so I guess I'll say it. And then if we have a personal relationship, uh, we can talk about it in depth 
you know, later. But for somebody who's just listening to this, you're just going to have to take my word that there's more depth here than what I'm saying. Does yeah. that make sense? I gotcha. Um, so there's a line where he says, you shouldn't have been mad I slept with her. You should have been mad I had a laugh with her. I hate that line so much because I disagree 100%. There's a difference yeah. between having a positive, fun relationship with a member of the opposite sex yeah. and having an affair with someone. You know, yeah. those are different things. And I, I have grown up with the phrase um, emotional affair, and I think it's a very dangerous phrase. And I think it keeps men and women from having healthy relationships outside of marriages. Yeah. So anyways, that's there's more depth there. Out of context, I know there's a, you know, uh, but there's nuance there. Yeah. But that's kind of, that kind of tweaked me the wrong way when he said that. No, Because yeah. I think in the movie, we're supposed to feel that and be like, yeah, you that was the problem. He, you know, he had a friend. Yeah. That was the issue. You can't have a friend. Anyways. No, no, so. I'm right there with you. Okay. Because I, 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 when I heard that, I'm like, well, maybe I just misheard it. Like, I, uh-huh. but now that you're saying, like, okay, I guess that is what he said. Yeah. So. Anyhow, yeah. uh, what what else did you want to mention? If I guess I could say one con, it's not a con for me, so I guess it's just a precaution, I guess. Mm-hmm. This movie can feel dry in some parts. You know, it's 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 a marathon it's not a sprint so you're you got to be in it for the long haul but i think that if you sit with it it's gonna pay off big yeah i agree i know there's i i have very uh close co-working friends who hated this movie really? because it was just why would you want to sit through all this pain yeah and with uh, try not to be condescending or ageist but they're young. <laughs> yeah. I feel like this is a movie once you've lived a little more life and seen a little more relationship and, and those kind of things that the empathy will increase. Um, so those darn millennials. <laughs> well, millennials are a little older now. It's yeah. actually Gen Z that's the, the youth these days. Mm, yeah. So anyhow, I don't, I don't really have much else to say about Marriage Story. That's really all my positives and my one negative. Yeah, I'm right there so. with you. Can't recommend an oh no post credit scene. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be that'd be a little weird. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's move on to Jumanji: The Next Level. Yes. Uh, uh, come on. I'm coming. Grandpa Eddie. Morning. Did you guys see Spencer? Is that? I think he went back in. We gotta go get him. You know something? Huh? We haven't even picked our guys yet. Are we in Florida? Oh my God. Wait. We're in the wrong body! My joints feel like butter. Oh, no. I feel loose myself. This can't be happening! I came back and things actually got worse. When Spencer goes back into the fantastical world of Jumanji, pals Martha, Fridge, and Bethany re enter the game to bring him home, but the game is now broken and fighting back. Everything the friends know about Jumanji is about to change as they soon discover there's more obstacles and more danger to overcome. Um, what did you think? Jumanji the next level. Uh, the Rock is back. Yep. Jack Black is back. Uh, pretty much everybody's back everybody's. with the addition of Danny DeVito and Danny um, Glover. Danny Glover coming Aquafina. in as well. Aquafina. So uh, what did you think? Did you uh, like it, love it, dislike it, hate it, or it was just okay? I really liked it. Yeah? I really liked it. Yeah. 
What about you? High side of liked it? Yeah. Uh, I think I'm on low side of liked it. Okay. Um, Or even high side of okay. I came out firmly in the, eh, that was okay. And then the more I think about it, the like, I think maybe I was in a, not in a great mood. Mm. Maybe I did. I was Maybe you just watched Marriage Story and you're like, uh. (laughs) No, it wasn't that. Nothing is joyful anymore. It wasn't that. I think I was in one of those moods where all of the seams were showing to me. Like, it just, it was one of those moods where I was just being overly critical. And I just, I get there sometimes. I, I, you know, just having an honest moment with you. Sometimes I'm just not in the mood to watch a a brainless movie. (laughs) This is kind of a brainless movie. Maybe the fact that I watched an even more brainless movie right before I saw this one kind of like padded and I was like, okay, yeah, there's some substance here. Yeah. So, uh, but no, I, I had a really good time. Um, I don't think it's spoilers to say that um, some of the roles have been changed, and they led to some hilarious, you know, just uh, shenanigans. Well, I think we even said this in our Jumanji review when we had it the first time. That you How, think that this is perfect for... For sequels, yes. because you just switch their roles. Yeah. Now, the movie does something... In this that I think is rather spoilery, so I'm not going to say what, but I think you already know what I'm talking about based on the context of our conversation. Yeah, and if you've seen the trailer, you know. Oh, really? Yeah. Stupid trailers. Yeah. I can't believe that's in the trailer. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, man, this happens uh, like at least every other episode where you tell me something's in the trailer and I get angry. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, it does something regarding the switching of roles that I think is a huge cop-out in a huge convenience. And the way it happens in the movie is yeah. ridiculously convenient. Yeah. Um, it, so it, th- these are the kind of things I'm talking about when I say I just, I, I just was out. I was you just were like, in a mood. I was in a mood. I was just like, yeah. that, that makes no sense. Yeah. Um, so, and there's probably that kind of stuff in the first one. I just remember, I think the first one had benefited from my low expectations. Yes. And this one, uh, this one does not benefit from the fact that I liked the first one so much. Exactly. So, but anyhow, yes. So it allows for kind of some fun in that yeah. regard. And the fact that, you know, it's not the same game, you know, mm-hmm. it's different you know scenery. so it's not like we're feeling like you i feel you get a sense of like yes i've been here before but at the same time you are intrigued and excited about all these new areas and sceneries and characters that you're getting to meet and stuff who do you feel of the cast is does the best at being embodied by the different players jack black 100 percent, right yeah it doesn't matter who is in the Jack Black character. Yeah. He's nailing it. Yeah. I, I think he's great. Yeah. Uh, I, I was impressed with him in the first one. Yeah. And I'm even more impressed with him after this one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on the other side of things. Kevin Hart's... Well, no. Kevin Hart's fine. Yeah. I think The, the Rock. Rock. I, I was like, no. Sorry. Sorry, Rock. Yeah. <laughs> you, this one you do okay. This one not so much. <laughs> Aquafina was pretty good. <laughs> she was great. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um <laughs> and Karen Karen Gillan's great too. I I'm really enjoying I've been a, a Karen Gillan fan since the Doctor Who. Yeah. Uh and it's been really fun to see her kind of transition into a a big movie star being in the yeah, Marvel the, universe and here. The Jumanji and uh, she was on a TV show that I really liked that didn't have much of a a life to it too. Um I can't remember what that was called. I think all it was I remember, based on a, a property. All I remember for her from is Doctor Who, the girl who waited. Is that what she was? 
Uh, oh, Selfie. Did you ever see Selfie? No. Okay, so s- Selfie was this... Sh- I would encourage... I don't even know if it's available anywhere mm, to stream like or, or whatever. But I really enjoyed Selfie. The pilot was pretty good. Next couple episodes were uh, finding their feet. And then they kind of hit their groove just as they got canceled. <laughs> Which happens with a lot of these yeah. uh, a younger, younger shows. But it was her... Um, and then the guy was, oh, uh, John Cho, John Cho played the guy. And yeah, I'm telling you, this show is really good. Uh, it's basic. It was basically kind of a modern take on my fair lady where the John Cho character was professor Henry Higgins ish and trying to teach this millennial, yeah. you know, how to, uh, approach the world. And Karen Gillan was the millennial. Huh. So I, I thought they hit their stride towards the end. Yeah. But anyhow, I'm glad to see her doing good work. Yes. And I think she's good here. Yeah. But uh, I totally agree with you 100%. Jack Black is so versatile. Um, what, uh, I guess we could kind of slip into cons. Sure. I if guess. you've got a con that's weighing on, weighing on your heart that you need to get out there. I think that the ending of this movie is very lackluster. Not yeah. like ending, ending, but you know, like the. Uh, the conclusion. The resolution. The resolution, yeah. Totally like, agree. Yeah. Like, it's it's not only lackluster, and maybe this is part of the lacklusterness, yeah. is it's obvious. There's just an obviousness to it. There is a uh, an aspect to it that is, it just doesn't live up to the rest of the movie. It just kind of yeah. happens. Yeah, it happens. You're like, yeah. oh, I guess that's it. Because mm-hmm. uh, you're, you're thinking to yourself like, okay, yeah, this is going to be, you know, the uh, the penultimate scene you're like yeah this then and then the next scene after this like the next set piece that's going to be the finale right but that's not what happens you're like, oh i guess this is it so okay like, yeah really the i guess the 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 main i guess there's two parts to the the main finale which is one jack black finds a uh, a modern tool in his bag of tricks to uh, play to the strengths of one of the characters. Yeah. Combined with another character just having a fight with the main bad guy. Yeah. And then that's pretty much it. Yeah. Other than a reveal I knew was coming for about 30 minutes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I knew that too. I'm like, I wonder. So, unless, unless lasers are going to shoot somewhere. Then they just I, made I, it so obvious when he hit the horse and the screen came, but they didn't show you the strengths and weaknesses yeah, of the screen. I was like, like, I yeah, know what that horse is. Yeah. <laughs> You don't you don't need to try and fool me here. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh there are emotional moments in this movie, I will say. I'm trying to remember them. Emotional. A oh, well, fair, like the Milo and yeah, Eddie stuff. The Milo sure, and Eddie stuff. That's sure. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Although I was kind of out on Danny DeVito from the beginning. I was not buying him really in this movie. Really? Yeah. I know that guy. Not Danger Vito, but like oh, yeah. this person that that he's portraying. Yeah, like I, I know that that I person. I guess maybe I just don't. Maybe I just don't know that guy. Uh, um, that guy's fun. You, sh- you should you should find that guy. I'll introduce you to a, that guy. I know the Danny Glover guy. His guy was very much like my mom's dad uh, really? when he was around. Yeah. I, and I'm going to be that kind of old guy. Yeah. I know 100% I'm going to be yeah. that kind of just steady, takes forever to say anything, not in any kind of hurry. That's me. That's going to be me. That's totally. My uh, dad's dad was Danny DeVito. Yeah, I'm like, nice. um, as soon as I saw him, I'm like, oh. Too bad our grandparents didn't have a, a restaurant together. Yeah, I know. Mm, been amazing. No, my grandpa would have driven your mom's dad crazy. <laughs> he, really, 
unless Probably. unless your mom's dad is like very very patient he was oh he was nice uh he would also one of my favorite things that he would do if you were ever riding in the car with him yeah he would just he would read every single sign on the side of the road no matter what it would be he'd just he'd just say what he saw in just this way would be like mile marker 339 339 he even had the slow talk yeah oh that's great he was he was the best (laughs) that is one of my favorite lines from this movie did he die because i talk slow (laughs) he always said that would happen yeah uh anything else you want to talk about with jumanji the next uh level if you like the first one and by first one i mean welcome to the jungle i think you'll like this one I really do. Yeah, I went into this wanting to have a good time. Did and you? Did you have? Did you laugh? Yes. Yeah, I think there's some laughs here. Did you enjoy the action? Yes. So yeah, see, that's the thing. That's that's where I go. Okay, this movie probably deserves to be on the low side of liked it rather than just the high side of okay because yeah. it, it really is entertaining. It is an entertaining Very film. Entertaining there's movie. there's laughs here. There's action here. Um, it just doesn't make a lick of sense in a lot of areas. So that's my big thing. I think that. What we're and I'm not talking about suspension of disbelief. I know we're going like, into, into a, video, a video game. I get that. I'm saying the convenience. Of, yes, all the the plot movements and conveniences and uh, yeah, it was a little much for I'll me. I'll just say just to be as close as I can to where you understand, but separated enough to where people who haven't seen it don't. Uh, there's freaky Fridayness going on here. That's just there for some reason. I guess <laughs> if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, and you're like, okay, okay, fine, yeah, sure. I don't know why we had to do this in the first place, or I okay, I understand why we did it in the first place. You know, the changing of roles and stuff, but why go down this path with water and stuff like that? I will also say that this movie ends not not the because there is a post credits scene. Stole stole your uh, yeah, you did stole your thing, which I liked. I did too because it gave me hope that the next one's going to be different. Different. Yeah. And it's exactly the kind of different I was hoping they would rectify or, yeah. or wrestle with. They needed to wrestle with why the game is doing what it's doing compared to what it did before, yeah. right? Like that something needs to happen. This was an obvious sequel. Right. Like obvious in the fact like you know this was going to eventually be what the sequel like the changing of roles and stuff like that right, going right, right. back into the game and stuff. But the way this movie ends it makes you go, "Oh, okay. I'm I'm all right with this." Cuz I don't think we would have wanted another like a third going yeah, into we, we, we've done what we can do with that especially yeah. considering what you decide again what you decided to do inside of the the game this time uh-huh. um not that ending but the ending right before that there's a choice made let's just say before they exit the game there's a choice made by one of the characters um that choice has some real world ramifications that this movie never wrestles with that i can't stop thinking about and it's that's one of, actually the emotional moment I was talking about. Sure, sure. Yeah. I guess I, I guess I just didn't connect to it the same way you did. Yeah. Uh, my brain was thinking back to the real world and how how is that going to affect, yeah. dealt with affect people? Like it's I don't know. I just I would I it's it reminded me of the dusting. Actually, it reminded me of like in game Infinity War conundrums <laughs> where it's like. Yeah, okay, I get it plot-wise, but at the same time, we're not really dealing with this. Yeah. (laughs) So, 
I just say that I'll throw that out there as well. Uh, overall, still a recommend for me. Yeah. Sounds like even more of a recommend for you. Like I said, if you like the first one, I think you'll like this one too. Um, I think I'm still going to say Welcome to the Jungle is better though. Oh, just I, because I would say that 100. percent Yeah, but if you, I feel like I was like I'm ready to get back into this world, and I think that the this movie. F- was there to welcome you with open arms. It's like, if you loved it, then yeah, come back on. Let's go for another ride. And I, I had fun, man. This is a fun movie. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, before we head on to our final review of the episode, uh, just a reminder that Sif pop happens because of amazing people, just like you who choose to be Sif pop members. Uh, we really appreciate our members. They make this live YouTube show happen. They make the podcast be able to continue. They help defer the cost of being able to see movies, uh, equipment, all that kind of stuff. Thank you so much for your membership. Uh, if you go to patreon.com slash you can be a Sif pop member for three bucks a month. There's different levels different perks that go with uh, each level we've got a sif pop hangout that's coming for uh people who have that perk at their level that's coming this week where uh, i just sit for half an hour and answer your questions live uh and that's fun i can't wait for that we also have bonus episodes we record and that's yes. for all sif pop members of yeah. any level uh get our weekly bonus episode which is just andrew and i chatting about uh, something else. Rando. So we will be doing that. Um, if you're interested, again, check it all out at Patreon. Patreon.com slash SiftPop. How you doing, Holly? How's it going? Hey, Howard. Howard. Put, put Pesach out. All right, Larry. You're a Jew again. Welcome back. I made a crazy risk. We gambled. And it's about to pay off. So I want the Celtics to cover. I want the Celtics halftime. I want Garnett points and rebounds. What do you know? I don't know. I just know. Well, I'll tell you what I know. It's the dumbest fan I ever heard of. I disagree. I disagree, Gary. All right, so Uncut Gems is our last review. Yes. As stated last week, we kind of reviewed it. Uh, you, you really... I reviewed you it. You gushed all over it. <laughs> yeah. And I said I wasn't as into it. Yeah. Um, so apologies if we repeat ourselves a little bit, but please know this. Uh, we're going to record an Uncut Gems sift spoil yes. that will go a little bit more in depth, but just... To cover the the bones of the review, yeah. did you like it, love it, dislike it, hate it, or was just okay? How well, much did you love it? <laughs> I really did love this movie. Yeah. Um, as time has gone on, I understand why. I understand that Safties are a uh, an acquired taste. Their their films are an acquired taste. If you watch this, or you know, uh, is it good Good Times or Good? This is the only one I think I've seen. Really, you haven't yeah. seen the Robert Pattinson Mm-mm. one. Uh, just off the top of my head, and, I, and I'm not, I'm I'm not excited to <laughs> really. Yeah, I just I don't think I jive with them. Yeah, I, I don't think Which we're on I the totally get on the same wavelength. If it's one of those movies where it is you have to know the type of person you'd recommend this to. Isn't this movie anxiety inducing for you? Very much so. Okay, but, but that's in a good okay way. In, in a good, good way. way. Can you explain that to me? I don't mean to get too personal. I know no, you've, no, no. you've dealt with anxiety stuff, and we've talked about it publicly. No, no. Uh, there's like there's anxious. And uh-huh. then there's anxiety, you okay. know. Anxiety is a whole new uh, 
But can one trigger the other? Like, have, have movies, or are they completely separate? I'm talking from a place of ignorance, sure. so I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to think because I know, uh, like, there's a bunch of people who have had issues with like the new Joker movie. You know? Sure. Well, and everybody's uh, different too. Like, you yeah. talking about your own experience with anxiety yeah. could be completely different than somebody else's. Yeah. Um, weird things trigger my anxiety. Okay. Whereas this is like, I know I'm separated from the material I'm seeing, so I know it has no effect on me. Okay. Whereas... So you're just experiencing the normal suspense that the rest of us experience. You're exactly. not experiencing any kind of internal... Yes. Okay. I don't, I'm not feeling any uh, danger towards myself. Right. Yeah. Um, but this is just a, a level of stress-inducing stuff that I'm feeling vicariously because I think Adam Sandler's doing such a good job of, you know, portraying this gambling addict where I'm like, oh, Adam, you, you got to stop, buddy. Stop. Please <laughs> no, stop. No. Why are you doing this to yourself? Um, yeah. I think that he is phenomenal. This is one of his, probably his best performance he's ever given. Um, it's a fascinating look into this world, this uh, New York Diamond District, and the goings-on and how everything works there. Uh, fascinating characters. You know, you got <laughs> uh, K- KG in here. He's just... that That's my favorite part of the movie. Really? Not necessarily his performance. Um, they but, have actual play- people playing themselves. Well, the, the way he's integrated into the plot yeah. and his competence... With his performance, it, yeah. you know, it's, he's not going to get nominated or anything. People have talked you don't about think? KG. Yeah, I no. Yeah, no. Um, people have talked about LeBron being good in in like movies, yeah. and I've never seen it. I've just been like, he's athlete good. He's he's not good. You know yeah. what I mean? I K- think that KG's better. a good actor. I th- yeah, I th- he's good at playing himself at least. Which yeah, maybe that's something different. But he didn't. Here's the main thing: he didn't take me out of it at all. Uh, and where I you're think, not like, ooh, I get to watch right Garnell for, for, for as much of a, a part as he is yeah. in the plot. That's saying something. He's moving for the plot. He's not a, uh, a, a what would you call it? A, a cameo. A, a cam. A cameo. Perfect. Yeah, he's not yeah. a cameo. No, no, he's a, he's an he's integral a part of this story. Absolutely, I agree. Yeah, uh, Lakeith Stanfield is great. Uh, As always, yes. Um, Name me the the bad Lakeith Stanfield performance. It's impossible. <laughs> um, I will say that there is a cameo in this movie that I feel is not worth it, and that's the whole weekend thing. Oh, okay. I wondered if you were talking about the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like it's cool, but at the same time, uh, but that does feel like a cameo. And to it me, feels it does. forced. Yeah. And well, I should say the the part his integration into the story feels forced. Yes. Whereas KG's doesn't to me for whatever reason. Now, a thing that the Safties are known for doing is like why would we hire an actor to portray a certain person if we can just hire that person to portray what they already do so sure, then i understand saying, that yeah so them going like well why don't we just hire the people who work in the diamond district to play themselves or if we're going to have an athlete why not get garnett to play himself or if you're going to have a musical artist why not get a musical artist like the weekend but it was just that scene in particular felt like hey we got the weekend here's the weekend as opposed to 
the weekend scene actually being an integral integral mm-hmm. part of the story. Yes. Anything else uh, on the positive side you wanted to expand on? Soundtrack. Soundtrack is so good. Yeah. Yeah, if I think you, you're if, right. No, if, I think you're right. If you're a fan of like that synthy kind of, I guess you could, the closest thing you can compare to is uh, Drive, the Ryan Gosling movie, you mm-hmm. know, like that synthy yeah. kind of cool, trippy. It's it's a weird combination of how they mix that with this whole New York kind of, you know, vibe. Because you wouldn't think like, you know, 60s synth with modern New York would kind of work, but for I think it really does. I think that maybe it's the um, the psychedelic uh, colors that they are using all the time. You know, like looking through the uh, the diamonds to see all the possible colors. You know, I think that can kind of possibly lead to that trippy synth soundtrack. But uh, I, I just think the soundtrack is great. It's probably my favorite part of the movie besides Adam Sandler's performance. Um, I have uh, one negative I'll, I'll mention here, and then I think the rest is going to wait for the the spoiler for me because cool. a lot of what I want to talk about has to do with specific story details and how uh, and my feeling as I was curious about not only their intent in the story they're telling and in what they're trying to say and in those kind of things, which you know is very important to me, yeah, um, but also in my journey with this character. And uh, certain things in the story that made me feel certain ways that I can't really get into without yeah. spoilers. The one negative I will say, I can't remember if I said this last week. I may have. I think I did, actually. Um, I feel like Adina Menzel is wasted. Yeah. I feel like, uh, to a certain degree, Lakeith Stanfield is even wasted. Even though he is great in this, in the parts he gets, his role just seems undefined enough that I I didn't feel like he was given any kind of real thing to put into the story. Yeah. Like, there's nothing that character did for me that was like, that's how he... Because it doesn't have to be about him. It's about our protagonist. It is absolutely 100%, is 100% about Adam. Adam Sandler's character, right? Yeah. But there should be things about him that are informing what I learned about even Adam Sandler's character. And as... Sure, there are because they're connected in some ways, but I didn't yeah. feel there was any clarity on how that. No, this movie is very much, uh, if you want the information, you really got to look for it on a character. Or Is it there, though? I think. Or is it purposefully not there? Maybe I can say that without of, spoiling. It's a bit of, bit of both in okay. the fact that it's like, we'll give you what we think is enough. But we're not gonna get. An, we're not gonna give you like every a backstory for every single character, which I don't need. But there's a, there's an element of trolling to that as a director, though. It's it's not hardcore trolling. Like what was that that uh, zombie movie that came out this year? Uh, oh, the De- Adam Driver De- one, the Dead Don't Die, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or I think it was Dead Don't Die. Yeah, that's that is a troll job. That that whole movie is a troll job. I don't know if we've talked about it on the, the uh, podcast. I didn't want to see it. So. Um, so, but this isn't like that. But there is an element of we're just not going to tell you because we don't think you need to know. Yeah, you know, and it's just like yeah, but maybe it would have helped. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think that they're going for more of a uh, in real life. 
people don't give their backstories, like they don't talk sure, about their backstories. Sure. So I think they're going for a, a sense of realism here. This movie okay. does feel very real. I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate here. No, no, right no totally. Um, but at the same time, I totally understand what you're saying. Like, yeah, uh, people don't give their backstories, but at the same time, a little bit more information on who these people are. Well, and even just and how, how they influence how, Adam's, you know, journey, his character's journey, and his character's story. And other than just being, because what what great movies do is the surrounding characters to our protagonist or protagonists, if there are more than one. Yeah. Um, what they do is they feel authentically human to the world and you feel like you uh, understand them uh, in a way that informs your ability to, to go through the story. They're not just props. Yeah. And sometimes I, I felt like Lakeith Stanfield was just a prop. There wasn't anything important about him other than he was at this place at this time and yeah. that kind of thing. So, And again, it's a good performance. Lakeith does great work, but yeah. um, anyhow. I like the fact that this movie doesn't really have a... He technically, I guess, Adam Sandler is the protagonist, but he's not our hero because you're not rooting for him to succeed. You're rooting for him to stop. Yeah. But why are you rooting for him to stop if you don't like him? If you're not rooting for him, because rooting for him to stop is rooting for him, right? Yeah. Right. Because well, you're you're so hoping I think that makes for the, him the protagonist. You're, yeah. You're wanting what is best for him even if right. what is best for him is not what that's he your protagonist wants. yeah yes yeah and uh yeah his just his whole journey i don't know if it's the fact that maybe you can tell me is adam sandler giving a great performance period or are we just like oh adam sandler can act and we're just surprised by it i i don't think you can fully separate those enough to understand our own subconscious. Yeah. I think it's just like we talk about biases all the time and how yeah. they're, they're just a natural part of what we do. I think the same thing applies when you're thinking of a comedic actress who's doing a dramatic role. Uh, so when Jim Carrey is amazing man on the moon, man on the moon or whatever, there is an element of it. It's like, that's Ace Ventura. Yeah. And he just became another person. Yeah. It, that's just an element of it. Um, yeah. and I think that's true with Sandler as well. I think he's giving a, 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 a great performance here. I was yeah. just thinking, why don't I say great or good, but no, no, it's a great performance. I, I think it is. I think it is a great performance. Yeah. Um, I just don't know if I'm like. Like you said, I don't know if I'm putting it on another level, like, right? Because man, Happy Gilmore is pretty good on this in this movie, you know. <laughs> exactly. Bobby Boucher is turning it up from being the water boy. Uh, anything else? Uh, is there an end credit scene? No, there is no post credit scene. I will say though that the ending of this movie is what makes me love it. The conclusion of it all is what makes me just go wow. That was worth the whole. The whole movie was just worth that ending. Hundred percent disagree. Can't wait to talk to you and sift spoil. Oh man, <laughs> this can be it's great. My, it's my main negative. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I am. Yeah. And I might. And here's the thing. I you might convince me because I I am well aware that I might be a hundred percent wrong. Just currently, that's where I that's where I live. When you say you think you might be wrong, what does that mean? I'm just curious. Can you can you it means the thing into- the thing that I believe in my heart? Yeah, uh, I think my head might be able to change my heart. Okay, okay. Or the thing I believe in my head that my heart might be able to change my head. That's what I mean when I think I'm right about something. A part of me yeah. thinks they know, but yeah. there may be this other part of me okay. that can change. 
Sure. Is that too abstract, too weird? Don't we have different parts of us that we use to to experience things, right? We've talked about this. Yeah. The 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 brain, the heart and the gut, and the gut. right? Yeah. So, yeah. And you just got to decide which one you want to listen to. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All I will say though is that I am that much more excited about our spoiler talk now. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, all right, let's uh, finish it off with some buried treasure, Andrew. What's well, that one thing in any area of pop culture that you want to make sure people know about? I'll let you go first. Uh, I'm going to talk about Six Underground. Uh, that is the other movie I saw. <laughs> what did you think about this movie? Uh, okay, so here's the thing. Who knew that the problem with Michael Bay wasn't that he was Michael Bay it's just that nobody let him be Michael Bay enough. <laughs> really? This movie is bonkers. Like this is this is one of those movies where it's like okay, there's nothing substantial about what's going on here. I shouldn't say nothing. I think there is an attempt at a message about family and about what it means to uh, value the humans in your life and the relationships in your life. That actually is here. There actually is a message here. It's very winked at, but it's it's here for sure. But this is a movie about cars flipping over and grenades going off and parkour yeah. and beautiful men and beautiful women and beautiful cars. I heard somebody say recently that Michael Bay sexualizes everything he puts in front of the camera whether it be yeah. a car a woman a man an explosion a spaceship <laughs> it yeah. doesn't matter uh you know he he sensualizes it or yeah. even sexualizes it i think is even more accurate uh and this movie is evidence of that it's what michael bay did with a blank check you know it's yeah. what michael bay did with no studio notes a blank check just left to his own devices and i like it better than the Transformer movies that he's put out. I, you know, and when I say like it, it's a weird thing to say, but like the visceral experience of it is just, it's, I don't know if it's a dude thing in me or what it is, but I was just like, <laughs> I don't know. Is that wrong? I 100% hated this movie. Okay. I, just tell, tell me about whoa. it. Yeah. Calm down there, son. Oh man. I hated this movie. The, Yes, I understand. Michael Bay being 100% Michael Bay yeah, he, yeah. is exciting in his he own way. because you're rolling. Like, there's a scene in this movie where there's a car chase where one of the cars in tow crashes into a fruit stand uh-huh. and sparks fly everywhere. <laughs> because, Metal apples. Because if you didn't know this, people, in Florence, Italy, fruit is metallic. Yes. Um but there's there's so many things in this movie this is going to be a rage rant where things are done and things are said solely for comedic purposes they 100%. have they have no ties 100% there's a character named Raymond in this movie and i was like oh where is Raymond going to show up again no he's nope. there for one joke and he is, it's that a joke bad, was hilarious it's a bad joke it was a hilarious joke oh, it was I, a hilarious bad joke really yes these half they're not even one note characters they're half note characters that are not defined even by their you're not telling me anything i don't know i know but all this <laughs> other stupid, than the raymond joke i thought the was really funny. stupid things that you love which i can get why people i don't even know that i love them i just experienced them and was just like i 
for me, it must be what people feel like when they lose themselves to the raid movies or something like that, which I can't do. That's like, sh- no, don't compare these. No, two. no, no. I'm not comparing the. I, I'm comparing the experience of. I'm giving myself to this thing because it's so giddy and so over the top or whatever that I'm not concerned about whatever the plot is supposed to be or, or those kind of things. This to me is it, it takes it to like it takes it to such a level that I'm like, I can't I just I I can't believe what I, it's literally watching a car wreck. <laughs> You're watching a hundred car wrecks. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, yeah. Um, this was the other movie I said that I saw right before Jumanji. Oh, so yeah. walking into Jumanji, I'm like, oh, a movie with some substance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this is what films are supposed to look like. No. Yeah. No, I was hoping that Michael Bay totally unleashed would be so ridiculous. I would have a good time, but here's, I didn't. Here's, I, the, here's the other part. And this absolutely 100% plays a role in it. And I... I know this. Again, we just talked about biases, all that kind of stuff. I recently upgraded my viewing system. Uh, my TV, soundbar, that kind of, I recently did an overall theater upgrade. I watch this on my phone. And- <laughs> <laughs> that might be part of the issue. Both ways. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it is so bombastic. The experience of it, you know, on a beautiful big screen with a nice sound bar, full surround, yeah, at Dolby Atmos. I was just like, I, I don't know. I was, you know, Calgon, take me away. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the opposite. Michael Bay is the opposite of Calgon. Yeah, you take, you taken go. away the completely other direction. Um, but I, but you're right. You're a hundred percent right. The things you're saying, other than the Raymond joke, which was hilarious. But other than that, you're a hundred percent right. Uh, this movie is a big nothing burger of amazingness. Uh, it is. It is. If you ever wondered what Michael Bay looked like without a governor, this is Michael Bay without a governor. Yeah, uh, I was. I love that analogy, the governor. Um, but uh, I was hoping that like totally unleashed i could just you know say hey i'm gonna turn my brain off and watch a big explosion movie but i was i was like oh there's not enough and you can't come back from that too like once your brain's there and you're like quit wasting my time yeah like yeah it's hard to come back from that don't get me wrong like ryan reynolds is ryan reynolds i mean that magnet stuff man that was crazy it's so crazy it's stupid yes 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 exactly (laughs) which i know this movie is supposed to be crazy and stupid but i needed to know enough about these characters to care yeah and i i just let go of that so early i I couldn't i wanted to so bad interesting yeah i'm with you i have i had i have that experience before like so here's the different people okay Compare this to Fast and the Furious. Okay, I was going to go to John Wick, but yeah, let's. Fast and the Furious is fine as well. Yeah, uh, this is very much a Fast and Furious kind of experience for me, where I realize uh, I think the movie understands what it is, and so I'm willing to go along with it. I'm willing to say, yeah. okay, you know what you are, I know what you are. Yeah. Let's live together for two yeah. hours. But I care about the people in the Fast and the Furious franchise. I care about The Rock and Vin mm-hmm. Diesel and, you know, Hobbs and Shaw. You know, the, the whole thing. Like, I know and I care enough about these people to go on a ridiculous journey because I care what happens to them. I, I guess, although I, for me, I... I don't care about them as humans, though. I, I care about them as superheroes. Like they don't—they never seem human to me. Are you but, talking about both movies? Both movies, okay. yeah, 
Yeah. So it's not something that's very human for me. The thing about John Wick, the difference with that I wanted to bring him up, you know, because people have heard me talk about not being able to connect as much to John Wick 3, even though I can recognize how much fun it is and yeah. what a great movie it is. The difference for me is the first John Wick was very much about character and story and response. And so, yeah. the, you know, I feel like it has changed into something else that that's fine if that's what it wants to be i can go with it at some point but that change i have to go through that change too yeah does that make sense no i, I agree with you with john wick 3 i think that what they were saying which i don't think they should have done I'm, I'm with you on this is they're like we gave you his backstory in the first two movies you now know you enough about it. him now yeah. we're gonna gonna do a straight up sure, action maybe. movie which i think is what they were thinking which i don't think they should have done i really think that they were while that world is you know fleshed out it can be expanded upon more and be more interesting yeah um but with this movie i just it gave me nothing so i left with nothing yeah i i at some point was in awe of the michael bayness of it all and not not in the way that we've already talked about but in the way of he actually kind of has his own auteur style like sparks he, he 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 has he has invented something that is emotionally kinetic that movies borrow from all the time and part of me was like oh maybe i should respect michael bay more he yeah. can make good movies yeah. he's made several good movies i think pain and gain is actually a good movie i think uh 13 hours is a good movie the rock is a fun movie i love seeing sean connery and nick cage just going crazy but then you have movies like the transformers this uh um, what are your thoughts on armageddon i hate armageddon yeah i, I, I don't mind it yeah i i have purposely not watched it in a long time i'm afraid if i watch it again i'll i'll not like it but, I, I get that. But I remember when it came out, I was like, this is fun. Yeah. So it came out like, when did that come out? 90. I feel bad. I feel like I, there's part of me that feels ashamed that I, I can kind of give myself to whatever that gut thing. That's the gut part, right? Like that. I give myself so much to the gut of this movie that I, my heart and head can just go whistle somewhere. I don't care. Like, yeah. you know, my gut and I are having a good time. So <laughs> there's almost a shame there. That's like, you know, I, I know I Why should are you want trying my... to talk. I want to see more splodies. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The fact that I have that in me is almost shameful in some ways. But... I think that, I think that every now and then you need a movie like this to counter the heaviness and the thought process that goes into a movie like Marriage Story. Right. You need something at the other end of the spectrum to just go, I'm just going to turn off my brain. I don't want to try and understand anything. I just want to see something cool. And for some reason, maybe it just... I, there could have been, like you said with uh, Jumanji, there could have been a day that I just watched this movie and I'm like, <laughs> cool. Yeah. But it just it just wasn't that day for Listen, me. Listen, the first 20 minutes of Six Underground are... Insane. Insane. Like, I mean, okay, the whole movie is say, insane, but, but that I've, first 20 minute is... I've never seen anything like it. It never lived up to that again for me. I think there are moments... Uh, there, there are some uh, fall, falling building material type parkouring oh, yeah. moments there's yeah. a pool moment there there are there are moments i think it does live up but it doesn't live up to it for that long like yeah. it is a full 20 minute opening you know transporter here, awesome. here's what's happening and also i mean it's also almost a complete short film 
that first 20 minutes uh, yeah. is is pretty insane, including a um, well, I'm not going to spoil anything, but yeah. it, but anyhow, welcome well, okay. to our fourth review of the episode. Apparently. I will say <laughs> during that 20 minutes, I was the like, buried treasure has turned into a full review. It really has. Yeah. Uh, I will say, though, that after that 20 minutes, I'm like, I might like this movie because I thought that the movie was going to give me something more, but it never yeah. did for me. Yeah. But for you, it didn't need to. So but that's your, good. What's your buried treasure, Andrew? My buried treasure is a Netflix documentary series called The Devil Next Door. Ooh, what's this about? So during World War II in one of the Nazi concentration camps, there was a guard who was in charge of the gas chambers who was known as Ivan the Terrible. He's one of the most infamous and notorious. I've heard the name. Yeah, this is a different Ivan, not okay. the actual <laughs> Ivan the Terrible, not not Dracula. Um, did you know that, by the way? No. Ivan the Terrible was Dracula. or No, that's Vlad the Impaler. Never yeah. mind. Sorry, historians out there. <laughs> Vlad the Impaler was Dracula. No, Ivan the Terrible. But that was, was Russian, a, right? Yes. This is the nickname given to this particular based guard. Based on the yeah, original, based, yes. Based on the Russian. Yeah. yeah uh, what, what were they called? Uh uh, uh premiere no they were uh it, it's okay we we no, get it it's gonna be one of those things now where i can't continue <laughs> until i think of it here why don't i look it up and you yes. keep talking about this show uh czar there's czar okay he was a czar of russia anyway uh you're my shining czar oh thank you buddy um Nobody knows what happened to this guy after World War II. All of a sudden, this guy in Minnesota who is an immigrant, or no, Detroit, um, uh, is like, hey, that guy might be Ivan the Terrible. He might be this uh, Nazi. And then this whole documentary goes into the trial where the U.S. extradited a citizen to Israel to stand trial to see if he was this Nazi. Whereas everybody that he knows like who lives in the U.S. is like, the guy's been working at the Ford plant for, like, a while, and he's just the nicest guy. He works, he says hi, and he goes home, takes care of his family. And his fame is like, he's never raised a hand to us, he's never done anything. But then they start showing you some information, and you're like, uh, it's very much making a murderer. If you liked making a murderer, you'll enjoy this one. Um, so this whole time you're like, is this guy one of the most horrible people to ever exist or ever be born? Or is this one of the most heinous cases of misidentification ever? Hmm. And it's a fascinating watch. I know where I land on it. Um, I kind of think he is the guy. I think he's the Nazi. But at the same time, like, enough yeah, is Yeah, but sh- you're not going to... You, you you can't accuse somebody on kind of think. You on know a, what I mean? That's exactly <laughs> it. That's this in this. A good thing about this documentary, I think, is that it's not bias in any way. Whereas I think making a murderer is trying to convince you this guy is innocent. Where this documentary series is like, you got to decide for yourself, and it's not. And it's not like trying to say like you have to decide because you can't decide based solely on the information whereas this is like we're going to show you what we put together and we'll let you in your citizen court whatever you want to call it decide what you think we're not going to tell you he is or isn't this guy yeah but it's a fascinating watch man because it's it's showing you 
because it took place back in I think the sixties or the it was late enough to where survivors of this camp were able to stand trial and that's really the most emotional part of this documentary series is hearing the stories of the Jewish survivors of these camps and what they went through. And you can see the pain and horror that they're going through and having to stand in front of somebody who might be the guy who did it to them. Wow. It's great. Wow. The Devil Next Door. Devil Next Door. We'll check it out. Well, we did it, man. Yeah, we did. Four we, movies. <laughs> we, we casted a pod. <laughs> yeah. Four reviews. Didn't know we were doing four. Yeah. But we ended up doing four. We're even going to do a fifth spoiler one. Are we going to do that this week or next week? Yeah, I guess we should say before we finish out, um, please stay tuned in your uh, your podcast feed. We will be talking Knives Out because Andrew has seen it. So yep. we'll be doing a Sif Spoil on Knives Out, uh, Sif Spoil on Uncut, Uncut Gems. Gems, and I think that's it. I don't think we need a Sif Spoil. I, I kind of alluded to any kind of spoilery things for Jumanji. Yeah, or Jumanji and uh, Marriage, Marriage Story. Story for as you know, as much as we love them, I think that there's not much to really... Yeah, I think, I think we're good with those. Thanks for joining us today on Sif Pop. It is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find out more about other shows on the network at studiodna.media, or you can search Studio DNA, all one word, in your podcast player. Huge thanks to Andrew for hanging out. Thank like you, buddy. Huge thanks to Phil for producing the show from thanks, the other room. Phil. Couldn't do it without him. Uh, much love and gratitude to our Sif Pop members for giving monthly to make Sif Pop a real thing. Support starts at three bucks a month, and you get access to every bonus episode as well as some other fun perks. Uh, you can find out more at patreon.com slash siftpop. Uh, there are a lot of ways to connect with the podcast. Leave a comment, rate, or leave a review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you do your podcasting. Uh, or you can email us, feedback at sifpop.com. I will let you know our uh, feedback bag has gotten a little low. So we, if you want to send us on a sift quest, yeah. let us know. Feedback at sifpop.com. And finally, if you're having a good time, your movie-loving friends will probably like it too. So let them know about it and that listening is much easier than surviving a bi-coastal marriage. Uh, we will be back next week for a little independent film called Star Wars. Is Ru- that what's coming out? Yeah. I don't know if War ready. of the Stars or something like yeah. that. So we'll see you uh, next week for that. Bye. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.